You're listening to the OMG Gluten-Free Podcast. My name is Liz, and I'm going to show you how to beat the wheat. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the third episode of the OMG Gluten-Free Podcast. So today I wanted to try out something a little different. Instead of me just blabbering on and on and you guys just listening to me talk about a specific topic, I thought I would actually reach out to you and ask you guys to ask me some questions. A few days ago, I went on my Instagram account, which is omg underscore gf blog, and I asked if you guys would please email me some of the questions that you had, which could be personal questions or questions related to my celiac. Whatever you guys wanted to know, I said I would go through and answer them. So before I get started, I just want to put a disclaimer out there because I know people are going to ask me, I am not going to be mentioning anyone's name in particular. A few people who sent in questions to me asked me not to mention their real name on the internet. So out of respect for you, we're just going to go ahead and eliminate that issue completely. All right, so let's go ahead and get started with the first question. The first question I'm going to answer today is how old were you when you got diagnosed with celiac and how old are you now? That's a very good question. I was 22 when I first got diagnosed with celiac and now I am 24 almost 25. 25 is my scary age, but we don't even have to talk about that right now. So when I first started having symptoms, I was about 12. So it took from 12 years old to 22 years old to officially get my diagnosis. All right, let's jump on into the second question, which is what gluten food do you miss the most? No brainer. Absolutely. Subway is a gluten food that I miss the most. And my boyfriend, Sebastian, knows now that I don't care if you eat pasta and mac and cheese, whatever. I don't care if you eat all that in front of me. What I care about is Subway. And if I see a Subway bag in the trash can, I'm going to have a little freak out because I just love their cheesy bread toasted with buffalo chicken and banana peppers and olives, all of that. I miss it. Subway, please make a gluten-free sub. That's safe for us. Please, please, please. Okay, let's go ahead and move on to the next question before I start to have a little bit of separation anxiety. Subway, I miss you. Come back to me. Uh, What other digestive disorders do you have, if any, and do you think they're related? So the short answer is yes, I have other digestive disorders. I have irritable bowel and I also have gastroparesis. And I do think that they're related. Because celiac is an autoimmune disorder, it weakens your entire body. So I do think that they're related. And when I'm having a gluten attack, for lack of a better word, my irritable bowel and my gastroparesis do tend to flare up and vice versa. If I'm having an issue with my gastroparesis and it is just coming back full force, I typically have issues with my irritable bowel, which can also cause me to have a little bit more anxiety than I typically do and it triggers my migraines. So all of the other issues that I have, DH and eczema included, are absolutely, in my opinion, related to my celiac. That is actually a very good question and from what I found in the last two years of dealing with celiac and all the other issues included, most people have said that they do have more than just celiac. Now, I'm not going to say that that's an absolute fact, but just from my research and from talking to friends of mine that I've made, most people have, you know, irritable bowel or gastroparesis is another big one that a lot of people typically tend to struggle with. 
And I've actually met a patient of mine the other day who has celiac, irritable bowel, gastroparesis, and Crohn's. So God bless her little heart. She's dealing with a lot. But absolutely, thank you for that question. That's a very good one. Ooh, this is a good one too. What is your favorite gluten-free bread? Oh man, if any of you know me in real life, you know that gluten-free bread is one of my least favorite things <laughs> that I've tried in the past two years. Originally, I tried the char bread. I am not a fan of that. They have reformulated, I've heard, and I've tried it. It's okay, but I just feel like it's extremely heavy. The next one that I tried that I ate for about a year solid was Udi's white bread. I love Udi's, but in the past few months, I have had a few loaves of bread which have giant holes in them. So I've moved on. And the bread that I'm loving right now is actually Canyon Bakehouse. I love it. When you toast it, it is not rock solid. You can't use it as a deadly weapon like you can with some other breads. It is very soft and spongy and it tastes to me the closest to regular bread that I have ever found. If you all have any recommendations for gluten-free bread that I should try, please send it to me, Instagram me, tweet me, email me. I would love to try it. But for right now, I'm sticking with Canyon Bakehouse. Please try it. And if you don't have any near you, email me and I will send you a list of places that carry it. All right, the next question is a little bit more of a personal one, but I've told you guys before, I'm an open book. Ask me anything and I'll answer it for you. All right, so the question is, I've noticed your pictures. Are you adopted and how many siblings do you have? So this in particular is a question that I get asked and my mother and I get asked when we're together pretty much on a weekly basis. So no, I am not adopted. I am actually biracial. So my mother is Caucasian and my father is African-American. So I have two Caucasian siblings, a brother and a sister, and I have two African-American siblings, a brother and a sister. I am the youngest out of all five of us in total, and we are a mixed up little family, and I love it. It keeps it interesting, and it is 2015, and I think that a lot of families are starting to look like mine, which is nice because growing up, it wasn't always that way. So from all of my siblings, I have three nieces and two nephews and those little kids I'm telling you I love those kids more than life itself I love them like they're my own and I'm so blessed to have such a blended family and to have an opportunity to be a major part of those kids lives so hopefully that cleared up any confusion on that topic so the next question is how does your family feel about your celiac disease that is actually a very good question and even though it's a good question, it is a very complicated answer. So when I first got diagnosed with celiac, I was also diagnosed with a disorder called acute intermittent porphyria. That is an extremely rare blood disorder that I think only hundreds of thousands, if that even have. So AIP is for the most part fatal. Most patients do not live past 10 years of having that diagnosis. So, and you know, most patients are diagnosed as an adult, so there is an assumption there that you will pass before your mid 40s or 50s. So, 
having that on my plate was extremely difficult for me to handle. And then I was also trying to cope with how to explain that to my friends and family. And I did actually wind up losing some friends after that. Because I think that it's difficult when you're in your early 20s and you're talking to your friends and they don't know how to have a conversation with someone who thinks that they're going to die. So I was actually told that there is a possibility that I was going to have to have chemotherapy and have a port place in case I had to have radiation. So I cut all my hair off. We're talking almost bald. (laughs) Cut everything off, which I happen to love. My family did not. But that was all in preparation of, okay, we're going to go through this chemo and radiation thing because I want to fight for my life. So obviously that was a very hard thing for my family to deal with. There was a lot of commotion going on in the family because they, I just don't think that they knew what to do or what to say. And especially my mother, being a single mom and raising me on her own, that was heartbreaking for her. And she, I think, felt extremely lost. So a few months later, when I was told that that was actually a misdiagnosis because my test was actually done completely wrong, I was relieved. And I think that my family and my boyfriend were also completely relieved as well. It was a very difficult few months when you're in the mindset that you are going to die. And then you're told, oops, just kidding. You're actually fine, except for that you still have all these other issues, but we're going to take that one away. I think I was angry and I think that my family was too because I went through such a long period of time thinking that I had this horrible fatal disorder. But fast forwarding now to 2015, they're all dealing with it in their own ways. I think that it's still a little difficult for them, um, especially my siblings, because when we're going to Thanksgiving and Christmas and birthday parties, they still don't kind of grasp the concept that you know, their food can't touch my food and, but they're learning, they're doing a little bit more research on their own, my sister especially, and they're trying. And that's the only thing that I can ask them is that they try to understand where I'm coming from a little bit and be willing to listen when I'm explaining why I can't have this or why I can't do this. To kind of piggyback on that last question, the next one is, did you have trouble coping when you first got your celiac diagnosis? Absolutely. 100%. Yes, I struggled. That was mostly because I was misdiagnosed with such a terrible disorder and I went through a place where I thought I was going to die. So I was extremely depressed and even after I was told that that was a misdiagnosis, I therefore did not trust anyone. I saw multiple specialists, multiple doctors in the hospital after that and I did not believe a single thing that they said. Because my thinking was, okay, you messed that up. You told me I was going to die. And now you're telling me, no, I'm not. I'm fine. Uh, I don't believe you. So it took me a long time to start to trust medicine again. And working in medicine, I was a little hesitant. Because even though I, I knew that those kinds of things happen, when it happens to you, it is absolutely devastating. But again, to where I am now, there are still times that I I struggle with coping with it a little bit. I do feel left out in certain situations or I feel like I'm not invited to certain things because it's a little bit of a hassle. And, you know, you do hear 
little chirpings and whispers behind your back sometimes. Well, is she going to be able to eat that? And how many places are we going to have to go to before we find one? You get that. And eventually you get over it. And every time that it happens, my recovery time, my bounce back is quicker every single time. So just a side note, it gets better. Like I said in the first episode, the first six months to a year are definitely difficult, at least for me in my case. I don't want to go ahead and say, everyone, you're going to be depressed. But for me, I struggled with it. But now, two years later, it got a lot easier and I'm handling it much better now. And I think that my family is starting to understand a little bit better too. So it absolutely gets better, I promise. Okay, so let's move on to something that's not so deep. My goodness, is your boyfriend also gluten-free? Yes, and also no. So no, he does not have celiac or a gluten intolerance, but because I am the one who mostly grocery shops and cooks, he does wind up eating gluten-free more often than not for meals. Now, before everyone starts to freak out a little bit and tell me how terrible it is that you don't have to eat gluten-free if you don't need to, we know that. And for the most part, when I'm cooking, I'm eating a lot of lean meats, you know, seafood, and we do a lot of vegetables, rice, things like that that are already naturally gluten-free. But, you know, there are also times where Udi's makes a extremely good chicken Alfredo pasta that he loves and I love. So he actually asks for that and he'll ask for that over regular pasta. And he does like gluten-free pizza, a particular brand that I buy. And he'll ask for that over regular pizza. So there are certain things like that that he will eat that are gluten-free products, for lack of a better word. But he's not eating my gluten-free snacks. And I am conscious of that because I do know that it is higher in cholesterol and calories and sodium and all of that stuff. So he is respectful, though, of the fact that these are my snacks. Those are your snacks. Don't touch my certain things. And, you know, but all of our money is going into the same thing. So when we go groceries shopping, he's getting his stuff. I'm getting my stuff. And there are some things that we can share of each other's. But... He is my best friend, and he is the other part of Team Gluten-Free, so he's supportive, and he likes it sometimes, so why not? The next question that I'm going to answer is kind of interesting for me, at least, and it is, who else has celiac disease in your family? I am a lone reed. (laughs) I am the only one who has celiac in my family that we know of so far. There is speculation Because my father has so much European in him, even though he is African-American, there is speculation that it could be from his side. Because his grandmother, who I'm named after, did have some digestive issues, which she eventually passed away from. It could be her. But also, I've recently found out that I have, like, 10th cousins in Ireland who have, possibly, have celiac disease. At this point... I have no idea. My brother and I do have very similar issues growing up. We've had the same gallbladder attacks, stomach pain, and things like that, where I wouldn't be surprised if he does have celiac, but he refuses to get tested and he refuses to get his children tested, which do your thing. That's your business, not mine. So short answer is I'm the only one so far. So who knows? 
All right, so the last question that I'm going to answer for today is, what is your favorite meal slash appetizer to make? I love this question because I love when I get to talk about food. Um, let's see. My favorite thing to make is probably pork chops, jasmine rice, and bell peppers, which coincidentally my boyfriend has become obsessed with. Three years ago, I couldn't get him to go near a vegetable, <laughs> and now six or eight bell peppers wind up in the grocery cart every time. So it's very simple. I just take um, grass-fed pork chops, and I, I actually don't put any oil in the pan. I just use a little bit of abdobo. It's just a Spanish seasoning. Sear those up, and while those are growing, I boil out some jasmine rice. And then for the bell peppers, I just put a tiny little bit of olive oil in the pan, cut up the um, the bell peppers really nice and fine so they're not too big to chew and I do a tiny little bit of Himalayan pink sea salt and chili pepper which might be a little surprising but it gives it more of like a smoked flavor not necessarily a spicy flavor that's my favorite meal to make I absolutely love it it is stupid easy to make it's quick it's easy and I love it because I love when I come home from working I work 12-hour shifts and I want to be standing in the kitchen for two hours making dinner so it's something that I can whip up in 20 minutes it takes as long as the rice takes to make so that's not bad in my opinion now the appetizers I will send you on over to omgglutenfree.net for the recipe which I've gotten quite a few requests for it on Instagram and Twitter which is buffalo bites and because I love buffalo wings I decided to try out these cauliflower buffalo bites I've taken them to family members and I've taken them to co-workers and unless people know that it's cauliflower because I've told them they think it's chicken and they're very good now I will say they are a little time consuming so that's the only thing that you're gonna need to set aside about an hour and 15 minutes to chop up all the cauliflower you know make the paste for it dip them put them in the oven, flip them, put them back in, take them out, baste them. It's a little bit of a long process, but I promise you that it is worth it. And for me, I've dedicated that as my Sunday night football snack. Everyone around me loves it. So I'm going to keep making them because I could just eat it until my face falls off. They're so good. So guys, that's all I got for you today. I had a blast doing that and I had a lot of fun going through all your emails and compiling my little list. So if you have any more questions that you're interested in hearing the answers to, shoot me an email. It's omggluten-free-blog at gmail.com or you can go to the website omggluten-free.net. All of my social media links are there for you. So I'm going to go ahead and wrap it up for today. Thank you very much for listening and as always, beat the wheat.